Welcome to Storehouse Dallas. Okay, so Matthew 24. Jesus has prophesied the destruction of the temple, which happened in 70 AD. But his disciples asked him, Lord, when is this going to happen? When's that temple going to be destroyed? But also, what are the signs of your coming and of the end of the age? So Matthew 24 has a lot more to do than with 70 AD and the destruction of the temple. It has to do with the sign of Jesus' coming and of the end of the age, which I believe is upon us. A lot of us are curious about when, but a more important question, that is an important question, but a more important question is, how do we prepare? How do we get ready? And Jesus, he tells us four major places to be watching. Wake up, watch, be ready, and watch these four places. Here they are. The world, the church, the Middle East, and the sky. If you're taking notes, I encourage you to write those down. The world, the church, the Middle East, the sky. That's where you need to be looking. So I'm going to have my group of, of 10 here, which includes me, to repeat those after me. I'm going to say them one more time, and then we're going to repeat them together. The world, the church, the Middle East, and the sky. So everyone say those with me. What are they? The world, the church, the Middle East, and the sky. Very good. I hope you did that at home. If not, take a quick second to do that. The world, the church, the Middle East, the sky. With each of these places to watch, Jesus gives a specific danger to watch out for, or a specific description, a specific danger, and a specific duty. So here's what's going to happen. Watch out for this, and here's how you're to respond. Let's look at the first one, the first place to watch, the world, Matthew 24, verse 4 through 8. We're not going to read through it. I'm just going to go through it with you. The description of what's going to happen in the world or in the nations before the Lord returns, before the sign of his coming in the end of the age, is wars, famines, diseases, earthquakes, nation rising against nation, world economies crumbling. All of these things are the beginning, what Jesus calls the beginning of the birth pangs. We've seen this for the past 2,000 years. And so you may say, what is significant about this particular, these particular signs in the world? We've seen them since Jesus has, has, has left. He, we've seen wars and rumors of wars and famines and earthquakes. Well, let me just talk about a few things that we've seen in our own lifetime that should make sure that we're being awake, watchful, and ready. Some of you remember back in 2010, the massive earthquake that hit Haiti. 316,000 people were killed in that one earthquake, and another 300,000 were injured. One earthquake did that kind of damage in our own lifetime. Japan, tsunami in 2011, 16,000 people killed and over 6,000 injured. A number of you remember Hurricane Katrina, hurricanes and, 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 and shakings in, in, in Thailand and China. I remember having a friend in, uh, in Thailand with Youth with a Mission when this happened uh, um, on a mission trip. And I mean, the tsunami hits. And I mean, I'm just watching the news. I'm like, dear Lord, is my friend alive? And uh, thankfully, she emailed me. said, Matthew, I'm not dead. Praise God. Um, but, um, but there was shaking. 
There was shaking in our nation. We've seen genocide in Darfur, Uganda, Sudan, civil war in Syria, Nepal. Many of us, those that are above the age of 20, remember, uh, or, or older, um, we remember 9-11, where on our own soil, terrorism um, from radical Islam struck our own nation. Muslim suicide bombings across the earth. More recently, the threat of ISIS. Wars in Israel with radical militant Islamic groups. But even more recently, of course, we've seen the global impact of this coronavirus, and not only the virus, but the scare and the fear around it. And I just want to say again, people have suffered loss from this, and we, we're, that's what we're praying for in our prayer sets, for strength and comfort and life and healing and restoration from those that are experiencing loss or have experienced loss from this. I don't want to minimize this, but the enemy has also amplified it with the spirit of fear. And Jesus warned about this. He said in Matthew 24, Mark 13, that people would faint over the amount of fear that's going to strike their hearts as these birth pangs increase in intensity. Right now, nearly 2.1 million people have been infected and about 138,000 deaths. That's as of April 16th. That's what we've seen. This is not an isolated incident. This has happened globally. Wake up, church. Watch. Be ready. We've also seen a number of other shakings happening. I don't know if you've been following the news, um, but a number of nations in Asia and East Africa have been experiencing really intense locust invasions. And so you look, I mean, you just got to Google this. Locust invasion, East Africa. Locust invasion, Southeast Asia. Um, locust invasion, Iran. I mean, this is, they are spreading, and, and um, um, a couple of sites that I, I, I went to that were not Christian websites, they said locust invasions of biblical scale, I think the words were. <laughs> and so I read this, and I'm like, time to wake up. Time to watch. Time to be ready. Billions of locusts have come across East Africa, and this coronavirus has made it harder for it to stop. And um, they are expecting a second wave of this locust invasion to come. Um, it would be even worse. So um, the last Ethiopia has seen the worst locust outbreak that they've seen in generations. The last one they've seen this bad was 1955, which caused a year-long famine across the nation. And what they're saying, saying now is this is as bad, and there's another wave coming, is what they're predicting. So um, this affects Somalia, Yemen, Kenya. And they're expecting one website said that the, the, um, the second wave is said to be 20 times worse what they've experienced right now. Wake up, church. Watch. Be ready. I want to mention a few things in Iran. You can find this Sakat Halel, the 24-hour house of prayer in Jerusalem, uh, led by Rick Ridings, lists this. He lists these things that are happening in Iran and then links to where you can find these in the secular news. So this is not just stuff he's made up. Um, in Iran, they've seen, as a result of coronavirus, uh, they've seen a number of unprecedented, important clerics and government leaders die as a result of this coronavirus. And they've been, I mean, 
there's a lot of corruption going on in the in the Iranian regime. And you have a resistance community within there that are saying the government is hiding the level of impact that this coronavirus and these locust plagues are having because they want to make this corrupt government look like it's in more control than it is, but it's not. It's being shaken. Three large earthquakes occurred in a two-day period in Iran. And it's an experienced a huge, a great setback in their efforts to um, promote terrorism. So actually, some good things have happened. Corrupt people are, are being affected by this. And um, um, I'm not here to say, praise God, people are dying. But I'm here to say, thank you, Lord, that things are being shaken and the enemy is losing his grip over an important nation. What's also happening in Iran is one of the greatest revivals and evangelism crusades and massive millions of people coming to Jesus and the news is just covering this up like crazy. But I tell you, God is shaking that nation and he's gathering his harvest. Wake up. Watch. Be ready. So what's the danger in the world as this shaking happens? Jesus says, false messiahs, false Christs, People that are saying, I've got the solution. I've been sent by God. I'm the miracle worker. I am your salvation. Governments will be doing this very thing. Come under my covering, the governments will say, and we will take care of you. Beloved, these governments are more fragile than, they, than what meets the eye. And God is shaking them up right now. They will deceive many. So what's the response? What's the duty that we have? Jesus says, do not be troubled. Don't panic. These things are going to happen. This is just the beginning. I don't know. Sometimes I hear those words. You know, you look at the intensity. It's, it's just the beginning. It kind of makes you want to panic a little more. But you, you don't have to. You, you, you're being shaken right now. And what Jesus, he knows what he's doing in his church. He's shaking the fear out of you. And you're not to let it grip you. Okay, you're not entitled to this fear. That's not your inheritance. Psalm 91. It's time to be in Psalm 91 like never before, folks. You need to be praying Psalm 91 over yourself and your family every single day. You shall not fear the terror that comes by night nor the nor the destruction that lays waste at noonday. The arrow that flies the terror by night, the arrow that flies by day, the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the destruction that lays waste at noonday. For you have made the Lord my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place. There is an invitation in Psalm 91. There's not just promises. There's an invitation to come and dwell in the secret place of the most high. Come under his shade. Spend time with the most high God and get in his word so that when this shaking intensifies, you will not be shaken with it. Amen. So much for the world. The church, our second place to watch. Jesus warned in the church there would be a great persecution of the saints. Jesus said you will be hated by all nations because of me. Folks, we're very blessed in America right now. We're very blessed to have a nation where we can have meetings like this, where we can openly preach the gospel. But I tell you, even over this past month or two, the, what has been happening in the church and just the, the rights and the freedom to have these, meeting, these meetings like this have been shaken. 
And I understand safety measures. We want people to be safe. But I tell you, I, and I praise God for our governor who's, issuing a, who's issued a decree a couple of weeks ago that was very clear that we are not going to be persecuted in the state of Texas for having a, a religious meeting and that churches are essential. <laughs> um, now, there's certain safety measures that we're taking. I'm not, I'm not speaking against those. But what I'm saying is that the enemy has tried to shut down the church during this hour. And friends, this agenda in public schools and government systems to shut out Bibles, to promote um, um, a gender confusion agenda of sexual confusion, all of this has been just permeating um, the school systems. And I mean, God is just, church, we've got to wake up. We've got to watch. We've got to be ready. Persecution is going to increase, and we will be hated by all. There will be a great falling away, Jesus said. Many, the love of many will grow cold. There will be family betrayal going on. We, I, I talk about this more in a, a teaching series on Revelation, which we're going to go through in Encounter Jesus School this summer, um, more in depth. But there is a, there's a falling away from the faith that during this shaking and during the persecution, people are going to say, Jesus, I'm out of here. We want to be those that are not shocked when the shaking comes, that we do not deny the Lord in the midst of the pressure that's coming in these shakings. The love of most will grow cold, he says. False prophets will arise and deceive many. They'll be crying out peace and safety, but sudden destruction will come. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. You know, there is a lot of prophetic going on right now across the internet. And much of it is very good, and it's preparing God's people and filling them with hope. But a, a number of it is only giving half the message. And it's saying, peace, peace. It's going to be good. Or I mean, you have celebrities and TV stars getting on YouTube and saying, you know what? We're going to get through this. We're going to do this together. And I love that it's, I love, I, I really don't love. I think it's over-sentimental. Um, um, anyway, over-sentimental, just saying, we're going to, if we just hold hands and close our eyes long enough, this thing is going gonna, is gonna to disappear. And I'm telling you, friends, that the shakings are going to intensify in the days to come. And that the peace and safety is not the entire message. The, the, the message is God is, I am shaking heaven. I am shaking earth. Here's what's happening. Church, wake up, watch, and be ready. Okay? The, the, the way we get through this right now is Psalm 911. 9-1-1, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. The Most High is our refuge. It's time to evaluate your time and your relationship with the Lord. That you are under His shade and His covering. And then you don't have to be afraid. Praise God. So, but there's a positive sign that Jesus mentions in the church. Matthew 24, 14. This is very important. Matthew 24, 14. And this gospel will be taken to all nations, and then the end will come. So we're not going out without the gospel going across the nations. And beloved, in the first century, the gospel of Jesus Christ went just it's it's just incredible how far the gospel traveled in the first century. 
but what we're seeing today is very unique. Over the past 20 years, top missions organizations, YWAM, um, uh, um, Youth with a Mission, um, 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 Campus Crusade for Christ, um, uh, the Southern Baptist Convention, a number of evangelical churches and organizations um, across um, in, in America and, and across the world, they've been getting together and strategically mapping out every single people group in the entire earth. You can find this online. You go to finishingthetask.com. I mean, they have got this detailed. Here are the people groups we're targeting. Here's the ones that have a Bible. Here are the ones that have heard the gospel. Here's the one where there's a church planted. Here's the one where there's a, a, a team of churches planted. I mean, they've just got this so strategically mapped out and what the name of the group is, the nation that it's in, and the number of the population there. I mean, it's just incredible. I'm reading this. Um, and I'm just in tears because I'm saying, I'm seeing this is happening before our eyes. And they are projecting that by 2025, 2025, that they will have an on-site mission team in every single people group across the world. Now, this is significant. This... Um, this gospel is going across all of the nations in our lifetime. And this is planned. This is mapped. People are adopting these people, these people groups, and they're strategically sending missionaries to take the gospel. We have not seen this type of gospel spreading across every single people group in any other generation. Wake up. Watch. Be ready. So, the danger, false messiahs, false prophets that will perform signs and wonders and will deceive many, possibly even the elect. The supernatural is going to take, is going to explode on a global scale right now. And the church will be moving in signs and wonders, and the enemy will be moving in signs and wonders. But the name of Jesus, under no other name, can people be saved? And that is the gospel we have to continue to preach in this hour. Another sign trend that's happening in the church right now I want to speak to briefly is this, this, this surge of night and day prayer. International House of Prayer in Kansas City has been going 20 years. South Korea, Dr. Yonggi Cho has been praying. They've been praying night and day in Korea um, for even longer. I mean, this is, and this is biblical. Isaiah 62 says, I'm going to set watchmen on your wall, O Jerusalem, day and night until Jerusalem is made a, pra a, a praise in the earth. We have night and day prayer happening in Jerusalem in this generation. Has not happened in any other generation. And houses of prayer springing up all across the earth. God is setting watchmen on his wall. And Luke 18 says, If you cry out day and night for justice, I will bring it speedily, says the Lord. He's coming. Be ready. So, the next place we watch is the Middle East. The Middle East. What we'll see in the Middle East is what the Bible calls the abomination of desolation. It is the Antichrist that will come as a dictator that will deceive multiple nations and will have make a treaty with many nations across the earth. 
He will be the most demonized man in human history. We've seen types of him in, um, in, um, throughout history and in the Bible. But I tell you that there is a man that's coming that's going to have far more influence than these, than, these, uh, than, the, than these Egyptian pharaohs, than these Assyrian Babylonian kings, than these, than these Roman emperors, than even than Adolf Hitler. We're looking, that we're watching for a man that's going to rise up in a rebuilt temple in Jerusalem, claim to be God, and deceive the nations into taking the mark of the beast and worshiping him. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 is very clear that the end will not come, that Jesus will not return until the falling away, which we talked about in the church, and the man of sin is revealed. And that's what this is right here, the man of sin being revealed. There will be a number of false Christs and false prophets, again, performing signs to deceive, if possible, even the elect. What is the duty to not believe the deceptive miracles, to not believe this dictator, to not bow down and take the mark of the beast. And I mean, the, beloved, this is not going to happen in a vacuum. It's not just like you see tomorrow a mark of the beast stamp um, um, that's, that's, that's going to be put on you without you realizing it. It's, it's you're being desensitized today. You're being, de- I mean, I can't tell you people that in the scare of coronavirus have just thrown themselves into getting whatever vaccinations are being offered on the table. And I tell you, beloved, um, um, I don't want to do a whole thing here on vaccinations, but if you look at the ingredients for some of those, they contain animal body parts. They contain parts of aborted babies. I mean, this is what they're putting in these things and the links to autism and all these types of things. I'm not the expert on this, but there are folks that are, that are saying we need to watch and we need to make sure we know what's going into our bodies. Are all of them bad? Probably not. But people are just without even considering what's going inside of them saying, yes, I'll do it. And I mean, what's going to happen when, these, when some mark or brand is put on us and we're required to have that to get food on the table? Wake up. Watch. Be ready. We've got to have a spirit of prayer. God, what do I do in this shaking right now that will prepare me for the shakings that are to come? <sighs> say a lot more about that another time. But another trend that we'll see in the Middle East that we are seeing right now that we have not seen in any other generation. The repentance and revival of the Jewish political and spiritual leaders in Jerusalem. Matthew 23. We're going to look specifically at verse 39. Jesus has gone into Jerusalem. He's weeping over Jerusalem because they've rejected him at his first coming. And he prophesies the destruction of the temple here in Matthew 23. And he says this in Matthew 23, verse 39. From now on, Jerusalem... You will not see me until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. This proclamation is a, is a prophetic and genuine welcoming of the Messiah by the Jewish political and religious leaders in Jerusalem. And Jesus connected his return to this cry, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, 
to his return. He will not come back until Israel calls him home. Right now, in our generation, in our lifetime, 1948, Israel is a nation once again. 1967, Israel has captured Jerusalem, increased in territory when they were being waged war against on all sides. God broke through miraculously. Rocket after rocket has been fired in our own generation, and Israel has stood. There's a Jewish political leadership. There's a Jewish religious leadership, and there is a Jewish messianic remnant. There is a believing community in Israel today crying out, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Beloved, we have not seen this in any other generation. We are on the cusp. He is right at the door. Wake up, watch, and be ready. In this own, in, in, our, in, in this most recent administration, President Donald Trump has officially affirmed Jerusalem as the capital of Israel and has moved the U.S. Embassy into Jerusalem. This is massive. This is a massive sign. The rabbis, head rabbis, are calling themselves, un, not unbelieving, are calling, uh, or as Trump was, as he was running, um, is calling him a type of Cyrus that would be instrumental in the restoration of the Jewish people and of the temple. We will see a rebuilt temple before the Lord returns. And that is the temple where the Antichrist will claim himself to be God. So it's sobering. It's sobering. Um, Daniel and Revelation talk about an increase of anti-Semitism in the days to come. Satan is waging war against the Jewish people. Why? Because Jesus has connected his return to them calling him home. And we as the church are going to be called to stand with unbelieving Israel in that day. And that a massive harvest of souls in the Jewish community are going to start coming to the Lord because Christians have learned to speak love and to preach a Jesus that loves them and that, that knows them by name and that prophesies and that's, that's operating in signs and wonders. And it's just going to, the veil over their eyes is going to be, is going to be lifted and they're going to see Jesus as Messiah. And that cry, blessed is he, is going to resound from the diaspora of Jews all across the nations. We're going to see it happen. Romans 11 says that the Jews will be made jealous if their rejection in the first century led to salvation going to the Gentiles. How much more will their acceptance be but life from the dead? God is renewing. God is bringing revival. He's bringing the restoration of all things, and it is deeply connected to the Jewish people coming into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. The last place to watch the sky, the second coming, and the rapture. The description, the sun, the moon will be darkened, stars will fall to the earth, Jesus will come as the powers of the heavens are shaken, and the sign of the Son of Man will be seen by all. Beloved, we will see this with our eyes. It says in the Bible, every eye will see him. This will not be a secret coming, and this will happen it says explicitly in Matthew 24, after the tribulation of those days, these final signs in the heavens will occur. Church, we will be here for these shakings, all of them.
We need to be awake, we need to be watchful, and we need to be ready. What do we do when we see Jesus split the sky? We look up for our redemption draws nigh. So, in light of these signs, what do we do? How do we prepare? Jesus says, watch. Watch and pray. Be on the alert. What does he mean by this call to watch? Three basic things. It means watch what the Scripture is saying about these events. Don't use the excuse, we don't know the day or the hour, to not get in the Scriptures and know what's coming and how to be ready. Get in the Bible. Get in Matthew 24. Get in the prophets. Get in Revelation. We go through this. We're going, again, Encounter Jesus School. We go in this more in depth. We talk through it. You ask questions. What does this mean here? What are we talking about? What does Jesus mean when he says this? How do I get ready? We talk about all of those things that are happening in the Bible because we want a people that's awake, watchful, and ready. Secondly, watching includes looking at circumstances, being anointed observers to watch events and trends in the church, in the, in the world, the church, the Middle East, and the sky. We want to watch these things, beloved. We don't just want to ignore them. We don't have to fear, but we want to be watchful. And then finally, prayer. Watch and pray, he says. We want to have our hearts alert to the Spirit's stirring. God's going to be speaking prophetically. God's going to say, hey, flip on this news. Hey, ask me what I'm doing in the nations. Hey, pray this scripture out right now. Hey, here's how to respond to COVID and to locust invasions. He's going to be speaking to his people. But we've got to be awake and watchful and ready. And as we talked about at the beginning, if we are not watching, if we are not awake, if we are not ready, we will suffer unnecessary loss. We won't read it again, but I'll just say quickly, Matthew 24, 42, be on the alert because you don't know the day or the hour. We must be ready. So I'm going to close with a few more practical ways to get ready. We're going to pick up more on this next week. But Matthew 24 and 25, Jesus gives some important parables to further describe what watching looks like and what being ready looks like. He gives a parable of a faithful and an evil servant in Matthew 24 who was set to watch over God's people while the master was away. So pastors, leaders, People in church that you serve on ministry teams or in life groups, if you have stewardship over God's people in any way, this is for you. Feed them. Care for them. Don't be lazy. Don't think that just because the, the, the Lord has, is, we don't know the day or the hour that we can just be lax in the way that we're caring for the people of God. Because if we're getting drunk and leaders in the body of Christ, if you are using this as license to engage in sin and immorality, Jesus is clear that he will show up and those wicked and lazy servants that had stewardship over the God's people, he says he will cut them to pieces and assign them a place with hypocrites. That's intense. 
This is obviously an extreme scenario. A lot of us are church leaders. We're just like, God, help us. We're just trying to, you know, do this right. God, he, he loves you and he's patient with you. But you've got to be watching and got to be have a spirit of prayer to say, God, how do I steward and care for these hearts that you've entrusted to me right now? How do I get them ready in this shaking and what's coming? The wise and foolish virgins. Five were wise and had oil, extra oil. Five didn't. It was a warning that Jesus might come later than expected. And so because they, they thought he might come in the next year or two or three, they thought that what they had, carried, they had stored up in their heart over the past 10 years was enough. But there was delay. Maybe it was another 10, maybe another 20. So they stopped getting their heart filled with the oil of his love and prayer. They stopped seeking the Lord. They drew back from intimacy. And the burning light in their hearts began to dim. And when the bridegroom came, they were not ready to enter in. The men with the talents, they were trusted with money. And that when the master returned, he actually evaluated what they did with it. Folks, God is putting his finger on your money right now. And we want to make sure that we're stewarding it God's way and that we are not trusting, having, not trusting in money and that, and, and that if, 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 if greed, right now things are being exposed in the earth, greed and fear. And I tell you, if you're being shaken, I'm not here to condemn you. I'm here to say, get in his word, learn about his kingdom, learn about faithful stewardship, because I tell you, he's going to evaluate us when he returns on what we did with what he gave us. We did kingdom teaching um, in our, in, uh, in our uh, Sunday morning classes last fall. Um, we've done multiple um, teachings here on kingdom finances um, that you can get from our own resources. You can Dave, my wife and I have just jumped on with Dave Ramsey in a really, in, really intense way these past few months, long before we knew anything about COVID. And the Lord was positioning us and preparing us and teaching us about the kingdom and about stewardship because we, because it, we didn't know this, but he knew a shaking is coming. And if you don't know how to steward money according to my word, you're going to be gripped with fear and be running to the government and all other places as your refuge when I am your refuge. And I am the one giving you wisdom right now, okay? And then last of all, how we're caring for the least of these, how we're caring for those in need, the sick, the poor, the naked, the imprisoned. Jesus says, these brethren of mine, beloved, beloved brothers and sisters in the church. And Tracy talked about these storehouse suppers. This is a practical way that storehouse is seeking to respond right now to this shaking that's happening. And we don't want to leave it here. We're, we're starting small, but we're saying, God, how much, how far can we go to provide not only spiritual but material resources for our community and uh, in our church community, but also beyond that, so that as we are materially resourcing people, we also have the gospel to give them and are bringing them into the kingdom of God and reaping a great harvest. Amen? All right. In closing, who are you going to be when this shaking, these greater shakings come? We have to decide today. We have to decide now how we're going to respond. And going forward, our objective at Storehouse is to serve our community and serve as a readiness center. We want a people that whose hearts are ready, 
who's who's um, and who uh, as a community we're ready. We're we're individually ready, but we're communally ready um, for 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 what is happening right now, but also what is to come. We want to get you in the Word. What does the Word say about this? We want to get you on how to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. We want to say, how do I trust God with my money? How do I operate in the kingdom as far as finances are concerned? How do I pray with authority that when, the, when, the, when, it, when it starts coming by my door, I can confidently stand with Psalm 91 and say, no, no evil shall befall me, nor will any plague come near my dwelling. And we can put a stop to when these shakings try to come into our houses. Now, God is shaking, but he does not want us to be shaken. And we're here to prepare you and help you get ready. The, we do this. Uh, we, friends, we are a church here, but we're not just here to worship on Sundays to give you a good message and send you home for the week. We're here to prepare you. We're a house of prayer. We have prayer meetings during the week. You can tune on right now online and listen to, to, um, 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 listen to our prayer sets. But I tell you, as soon as we're allowed to open these doors, we're opening these doors back up. And I am pleading with you, church, to get into the house of prayer. Because he says, watch and pray. And we are an equipping center. We are raising up an end-time generation that will usher in the return of the Lord in this great end-time harvest. So we do this in every aspect of our ministry. But I want to invite you in a real focused way. I'm going to make a shameless plug right now for our Summer Encounter Jesus School. Because we go through all of these things that I just mentioned. And you focus your time and your energy on learning how to be awake, how to be watchful, and how to be ready. Let's pray. Thank you.